Shabbat Shalom. These will be the darkest and dangerous months. Infection rates are skyrocketing nationwide and going up here in New York. You know, it's dreadful to hear the sirens that so traumatized us in the spring once again increasingly piercing the din of our quieted town. These months will take a heavy toll on us, not only because of the short winter days and the cold that will confine us mostly indoors, and not only because of the increased risk to us when more people around us are infected, but also emotionally. We're sick of this. And so in an ironically cruel way, the good news about vaccines, miraculous news really, increases the emotional hardship on us in the short term. We're tempted to loosen our grip and relax our discipline. We're done with this, we tell ourselves. We need to hold on. It will not be too long now. In terms of the duration, in terms of how many months have already gone by, it appears that the worst of the pandemic is already behind us. If the vaccines prove as effective as their preliminary data suggest, we will not have to endure another nine months of this kind of lockdown. More of the pandemic is behind us than ahead of us. Public health measures may still be necessary for much of 2021, but for the first time, we can see how this ends. We see the faintest ray of light on the edge of the still dark horizon. And therefore, this is precisely the time to hold on more fiercely than ever. It's the wrong time to lose discipline. Spring beckons, but first, we must endure the winter months. In the days since the vaccine, news of the vaccine emerged, I've thought frequently of Senator John Kerry's 1971 testimony to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee upon returning from Vietnam. One moment of his testimony became part of American history. He turned to the senators and asked, how do you ask a man to be the last man to die for a mistake? The end of the pandemic is finally in sight. Gentle spring approaches and then glorious summer. The days will lengthen, the night will recede, the sun will rise again. But the battle is not over yet. We are in the most dangerous phase. Do not be the last to get sick, the last to die for a mistake. Hold on for three, four, five, six more months. Sometimes life is no more complicated than just holding on. When we are tested, 
when we are fiercely challenged, when we don't think we can take any more, sometimes prevailing is just enduring. That is the key lesson of this week's Torah portion, Vaishlav. The Parsha describes Jacob's return to the land of Israel after 20 years. He had grown fabulously wealthy. He had wives and concubines, children and livestock and servants. On the border of the Promised Land, he learns that his brother Esau has massed what he thinks is an army. Jacob had good reason to think that Esau would avenge the stealing of his birthright and the blessing from 20 years before. Jacob did what he could. He sent messengers to Esau. He split his camp into separate parts. But he knew that if Esau sought to attack him, all would be lost. Deep despair set in. He cried out to God, help me, deliver me. I fear Esau will kill me and all my family with me. And then, in the dead of night, Jacob finds himself alone. Darkness is all around. He does not know whether he will ever see the light of day again. At that moment, an assailant grabs him and wrestled him to the ground. We don't know who this assailant is. He's described in the Bible alternatively as a man, a messenger, and an angel. The assailant wrestled with him all night, but Jacob would not relent. You promised me God, the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the God of my father Isaac. You said to me, O Lord, return to your native land, and I, God, will deal bountifully with you. The struggle lasted all night. Jacob is scared and scarred. The assailant wrenched his hip from its socket. Jacob would limp for the rest of his life. And still, he does not relent. It might have been the easiest thing in the world for him just to lay down and give up. But he holds on, hoping that he can hold on long enough until the night breaks. And indeed, with his strength waning, Jacob finally notices the breaking of the night. The sun reappears on the earth. And at that moment, Jacob is blessed and renamed Israel, meaning the one who struggles with God and prevails. As the night breaks and the morning dawns, we read the following gorgeous words. Vayizrach lo Hashemesh. And the sun rose for Jacob. Then he continued on his journey, limping on his hip. The Hebrew is very clear. Vayizrach lo Hashemesh. Not and the sun rose, but the sun rose for him. The sun was going to rise anyway. That is the way of the world. That much was certain that the night would end and the sun would 
rise. What was not known was whether the sun would rise for Jacob ever again. Our sages explained the sun rose for him not only to give him light, but in order to heal him. So many people are going through the toughest of times. So many have lost lives or livelihoods. Members of our congregation have experienced devastating losses, challenges, despondency, anxiety. Hold on. Hold on for a little longer. Prevailing over the pandemic means holding on for a few more months. Like Jacob, we may be forever scarred by this experience. But like Jacob, we can emerge even better than before, stronger, wiser, more appreciative, more sensitive to the fragilities, frailties, and vulnerabilities of life. The sun will rise again. It is the way of the world. But if we hold on a little longer, the sun will rise again for us. It will bring warmth and heal our aching spirit. In the words of the prophet Malachi, Vezarchalachem Shemesh Umarpeh Bichnafea. And the sun will rise again for you, bringing healing in its wings.